You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to discuss Mark Stein reporting that the Chicago Bulls don't want to trade multiple of their veterans and how Lonzo Ball's contract could be included in that as well. We're also going to talk about Kobe White being the leader right now for most improved player, according to us. And uh, can the Bulls make it three wins in a row when they face off against the Houston Rockets tonight? All that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host, creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central YouTube pages and podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. All right, Pat. Hey, Mark Stein reported that the Bulls uh, aren't looking to move multiple of their veterans. Now, this is that alone is interesting enough, considering what we've heard is that the Bulls may look to explore uh, trading DeMar DeRozan if they can't sign a contract extension, which last we heard, they're still far apart on a deal. And we already know that Zach Levine, the trade request is out there. So when you hear that, they're not looking to necessarily move multiple veterans. Do you believe that? Because they may be forced to is the kind of way I've been looking at it at this point. I, I think that it's one of those things where, right, like you you kind of talk about it as they don't want to move the other guys, right? Like I didn't hear that and think immediately, oh, the Bears have, or I'm sorry, the, the Bulls have no desire to move on from uh, Zach Levine or from DeMar DeRozan or from, right? Like I, I heard that as, right, we're not trading AC. We're not trading uh, uh, Drummond. We're not blowing this thing up. We're not We're not taking it down to the studs and trying to reset mm -hmm. the team that we have here with a completely young team. We're more willing to go in and try and win games as with the veteran presence that we have on our bench as well. Um, multiple to me, I think in this sense is, is more than two. I think you're going to be forced yeah. to with Zach and DeMar in some sense, but outside of that, it doesn't feel like the bulls ever want to get rid of Alice Caruso. They're not probably not moving on from Tory Craig, uh, depending on when he comes back. Right. Like, and you wouldn't be able to trade him now anyway with him injured. Uh, yeah. You're not right. Like you're, you're not moving on from some of these guys that you feel are the ancillary pieces in trade deals. And, that, and that's kind of how I took the report as. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that, you know, <sighs> I, I, at the end of the day, we know that the Bulls could potentially really make some moves this 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 trade deadline. Some because of a request, some because of just it makes sense business wise. Some they're trying to. The, it's funny because the moves that the other NBA teams want them to make, and Andre Drummond and Alex Crusoe, yeah. they're completely against moving. Uh, and so it, it's going to be an interesting trade deadline for the Chicago Bulls because we keep hearing the same thing, regardless of the players and teams being in and out on players, whatever it is. The thing that remains. This was in Mark Stein's report as well. The Bulls are not looking to go full rebuild. And if people have been listening, we've been saying this for what, about two years now? Two years we've been saying it? I mean, uh, we've been saying this since we took over the podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, it's, not, it's not something new. It's AK. Yeah. It's, it's Acme. As long as Acme's here, the Bulls will never blow it up. 
Get over it. We're going to be a 30-win team some years. We're going to be a 60-win team eventually. We're going to be a freaking uh, 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 Western Conference Finals team. Ho- or Western, Western Eastern Conference, Conference, Conference we're, Finals. If we're in the Western Conference Finals, that's crazy. That's right. That's why. Hey, I mean. When's Vegas getting here, baby? Uh, maybe we get shipped around. No, uh, we're, we're going to be an Eastern Conference Finals team some years. We're going to be a team that's going to be high in the lottery some years. That's what the tenure of AK is going to be. Agree. Completely agree with you there. Um, but one of the interesting things that came out in this report is something that I didn't know. So I knew that injuries were covered by insurance, but Mark Stein pointed out that the Chicago Bulls could look to use Lonzo Ball's contract to make some uh, some deals happen and that teams would be interested to take that back because it is covered 80% by insurance. The immediate thing when I read that was that there's no way Jerry Reinsdorfer is going to give up a contract that he only has to pay 20% on for a contract that he's going to have to pay 100% on. I agree with you, but but in theory, with what we basically have left yeah. on this deal, that would be the right move, right? Like, I mean, you you got one year left. You got 20% on it. You've got young players that are developing at this point. Like, you're not paying out of that. Does it, well, I guess I guess the question is, does that count towards or against your luxury tax at all? Well, so the contract, there's still the whole contract counts against the salary cap. So theoretically, we if we traded Lonzo Ball's $21 million for another player making, because you can take, I think it's 16 to the full 20 million we can take back, and it could match per the rules in the, in the salary cap. Yeah. We wouldn't send us into the luxury tax because we already are are booked for twenty one million dollars. So it's it's so weird because right, like you almost feel like of course he's gonna do that because if yeah. you do trade away Zach Levine, right, you got that fifteen percent trade kicker, and that's how you just come out even at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something like that. I think that. Um, the the likely scenario always was that Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you this right now: if Lonzo Ball can play basketball, he will play basketball again for the Chicago yeah. Bulls. If he can, if he can come back and he can get back on the court and he works himself back to a point where he is able to actually be able to run, jump, cut, all of that, he will play basketball again for the Chicago Bulls. The reason I say say that is, I watched them wait on Jamal Murray to come back for basically three seasons two seasons he kind of had like quarter seasons or half seasons and they were just like nope still our guy and guess what jamal murray dealing with injury yet again like yeah big shock like it, it, but it, but it's but it's compl- I, I, we always make that comparison to the jamal it's it's a completely different even the michael porter jr this is a injury that he would be the first to come back from oh i in, agree with in you. the nba level I, I agree with you. I just I think the the precedent is that they're more willing to wait on guys to get better and come back than they are to move on from guys who that at one point they've had a belief in. I don't I'm not sitting here telling you that it's logical. And just because the uh the the Denver Nuggets won a championship with Jamal Murray, who was a big part of that because of it, that it's the right path to take. I'm also not telling you that Lonzo Ball is coming back here to give you Jamal Murray impact, right? Yeah. Like there's, I just, I just feel like there are certain things in the organization that we can look at and go, yep, that makes perfect sense because that's what they do and what they did in their other, in their other jobs. And yeah. they're probably going to continue to do that here. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we'll see. We'll see. Like, I, I think that it could get, it, it would be a surprise for them to use something like that. It'd be a bigger surprise, not from them, because yeah, listen, at the end of the day, 
just you can't just say just because they held on to Jamal Murray that they're going to do the same thing. Like it's a completely different scenario. They drafted Jamal Murray. They got to see him be really good. They believed in that. Like and Lonzo Ball at the end of the day, if he does come back, keep in mind this is that he only will have one year left on his contract, and there's no guarantee that he's going to be able to play at a high level then. So, you know, I, I think it's, uh, this conversation is all for for mute because I don't think that this it's going to get traded again because more so than anything, uh, Jerry Palpatine, Reinsdorf, uh, is not going to allow that to happen. Rise, my Lonzo Ball. <laughs> no, rise is uh, his, oh, his hey. bank account. Because hey, oh, 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 yeah, well, his bank yeah. account would rise yeah. in that situation, yes. Yeah. Can never go wrong with that. No, I, I think that when, and again, when we talk about moving on from veteran pieces, when we talk about, you know, the the Bulls trade scenario finishing out this season, um, it, it, there are a lot of scenarios that, to me, we would see teams that are more willing to reset things than the Bulls are make those kind of moves, right? Like for most teams, right? You trade away Zach Levine. Well, it didn't work. We're blowing it up. That's yeah. that's how that's how most teams in this NBA would operate. For the Bulls, it's like we're trading away Zach Levine, but Kobe White's playing better. We're not blowing this thing up. We're going to keep veterans on the team. We're going to allow him to continue to thrive. We're hoping that Patrick Williams takes another step, even though it seems like he's never going to do that. And uh, we're 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 looking to see, you know, what uh, Dalen Terry is going to become. And of course, we're going to draft this year and see if we can find a young player there. And we got Julian Phillips and Adamas like that. This is this is who we're going to be. They're going to go with young players until they find one where all of a sudden we go, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, but trading Lonzo Ball's contract doesn't mean you're still not going young players. It could help facilitate a deal for young players. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think what we're seeing is going to be straightforward to what we've heard. Zach, possibly DeMar getting moved. You can't reach a contract extension. And other than that, it's continuity, baby. <laughs> continuity baby running back hey listen the bears seem to be in on it the bulls are in on it we all all of chicago's in on it kind of bedard ain't got no jaw so they were keeping that together uh they trying to keep con- hey they trying to keep continuity with his bottom jaw and his top jaw uh <laughs> trying, you know what i mean like uh what are the white Sox got the white Sox fired everybody in the organization and then immediately promoted the one dude that people were like nah they wouldn't do that continuity baby cubs <laughs> haven't done anything <laughs> continuity baby i mean like welcome to chicago continuity the chicago way that's the there chicago that's way continuity. Chicago way. but next up we're going to be talking about kobe white and his chances to win most improved player of the year but before we do that i got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors and that is FanDuel. the nfl regular season has wrapped up but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, america's number one sports book right now new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet that's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. And you could bet on the Chicago Bulls, which are giving up three and a half points to the Houston Rockets at home, no doubt in that one. Uh, I, I think the, I think the Bulls can clear. Oh, let's hope they can clear that one. Now you could also take a look at other things around. Uh, for example, you can bet on the Toronto Raptors versus the Los Angeles Lakers. The Toronto Raptors giving up four and a half points to the Lakers. How do you feel about that, Pat? The Lakers are trash, bro. Exactly. I'm not going to lie to it's you, bad, dog. Like, bro. I am completely thrown off by how bad they are. There's no way that it's trash. Yeah, they they literally went from winning the end season tournament. That's the highlight of their season. They hung up that end season. It's it's bad karma. They hung up that banner for the end season tournament championship, and they haven't been good since. It's so it's so tough too because it's like man, like 
are y'all gonna just not compete anymore? Like it's over? That's it. It's, <laughs> it's done. Unless it's they for Zach Levine. But back to FanDuel, the app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet. Like live uh, same game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com/slash/locked-on and make your first better layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Pat. So Kobe White. We, t- we I love that you came around because like we 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 started this off. I just want to see the month change. I just want to see the month change. You said you you Kobe White. He's been inconsistent. Heck, he said it in his um his media day. He's been inconsistent. So when Kobe White started playing really well, you're one of the people that said, "Hold up, let's just make sure that this is going to be legit." On yesterday's episode, you said, "No, it's it's legit now." So let's talk about how legit is Kobe White's chances to win Most Improved Player of the Year right now. It's a two man race between him and Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Which I, which I feel like Tyrese Maxey is that this like we knew he was good. Yeah. Like what kind of jump? Like if Tyrese Maxey wins, right? Is that is that a little bit of uh, the the John Morant winning most improved player where it was like, hey, listen, he most improved, but like it's because he had a ten point increase in his points, a five assist increase in assists. Like you gotta have that kind of jump. To, to win the most approved player and have been a good player last year. Now, the only thing, and I get, and I agree with you, but maybe the only thing that holds Kobe White back from that is he did have a season before of averaging 15 points per game, but it's different. You got to look at the, if you look at last season, Kobe White's doubled. He averaged 9.7 points per game last season, and he's doubled that. And guess what? How many more shots la- uh, than last year do you think Kobe White's taken? Um, Four. Six, six more shots. Six, okay. So to so to double it on six shots, uh, efficiencies there. Uh, over the last twenty games, right from Kobe White. Keep in mind this takes a little bit before even Zach Levine went down. Twenty two point four points per game, five point nine rebounds, five point uh, six assists. He's doing that on an amazing efficiency, uh, shooting the ball uh, at almost forty six percent and forty one percent from three point range. Now keep in mind there were like four games in there he couldn't hit nothing from three point yep. range. So yeah. He's really playing really well right now. Yeah, see, I don't, I feel like you can't put Tyrese Maxey, and it, listen, this is what I said, right? Tyrese Maxey is in the running for most improved player, and it's between him and Kobe White. And this is why I say five points per game make a difference in your career. How much do you think Tyrese Maxey averaged last year? 20 points, right at 20 points per game. 20 points a game. He was just about, just under four assists a game. He's got that up to six point six assists a game. He is twenty now. He's got averaging twenty five to twenty six points a game. Five, two more buckets. You make two more baskets, and your whole perception of your career is different. Uh, but with what I what I'll say is, um, when I think about improvement, I I thought Tyrese Maxey was right. Like, cause he is he another one that was went after Patrick Williams, right? Yeah, yes, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, I, th- I thought we yeah, missed. Pick 21st, 21st. Yeah, we had the fourth pick in the draft. Yeah, I thought we missed. <laughs> I, I thought that last year. Yeah, I mean, like, you're not you're not surprising me with the play of Tyrese Maxey, and you're not surprising me by saying I gave this guy more minutes and he scores more points now. So I don't know about I don't know about the the Maxey MIP. Um, I would say the Kobe White most improved to me is the most legitimate most improved uh, because you took a guy who was a bench shooting guard and turned him into a starting point guard in the modern NBA and a modern NBA starting point guard. I know, you know there's some of them out there that don't agree with that. 
I know you're watching, kid. Now, the, but, there, uh, is dark, there is a dark horse candidate in this race as well. And it's somebody that we have to talk about. While he's not garnering a lot of the public outcry for it, I do think that he is somebody that if he keeps ascending to what he's been doing, he could get in on this as well. And this is a guy we both like, Alfred Singoon. <sighs> to me, that's it. He's he's the only one I'm really worried about. And I, okay. I don't even think that's dark horse. Like it maybe because people haven't paid attention to him, but Alperin Singoon, I've been I've been trying to get the Chicago Bulls to trade for him for three years now. Like I they missed I, it now. It's too late. Oh, yeah, it's over. I, I knew it was over the second Ime Udoka got there. But like when he came in his rookie year and he averaged nine points a game, and they basically weren't using him. And they also were but, playing him at small forward then. Well. Playing him at small forward, but every time he got in the post. His footwork was elite. Yeah. Every time he was back to the basket, his footwork was so pure. It was cocaine that's, that's white foot, that's pure. A, that's a foot that you like. That That is a foot that I'm in on, dog. <laughs> <laughs> if I heard Al Perrine Singun wanted to dip his toes in the Chicago Bulls, I'd be all over it. I'm just saying, bro. I, I've I've liked his game for a while now, and yes, he did improve uh, uh, from this year to last year. Now only now seven points a game. I'm not gonna say only seven points a game. Seven points a game. Rebounding is pretty much the same. Assists is up, but it's him becoming the number one on that team. The only thing about, uh, um, I guess that would be the only question is because they made him the number one, even though he already had a lot of the accolades, but you gave him more shots who's ahead in that race. Um, and it's kind of the same thing for every, every, all three of them, right? Kobe White gets the same debate. Uh, uh, Tyrese Maxey gets the same debate. But to me, Kobe White has done it. At, I'll say this. Kobe White and Sin Goon have done it at a level that has improved their team vastly, while Maxey has done it at a level where the Sixers kind of maintained where they were in the East. That's fair. That's a fair way to look at what do you, What do you think is the biggest things hurting Kobe White's chances at most, most improved player? Uh, there's a lot of season left. So it's time it. to fall off. Like that's okay. really all it is. I, I'm hoping that's not going to happen. Now I'm now I'm back in. Right, I'm back in on Kobe. I'm 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 rocking with him. I think he's got the talent. I'm clap it up, clap it up. Yeah, I mean, big love to Kobe White. But at the end of the day, you got to keep this play up. I, I think that he is. He'll be in the conversation no matter what if he can maintain this level of play. And if we're being honest, if he maintains the level of play we've seen in January, he'll be somebody by the end of the season who is averaging upwards of 23 points per game, 24 points per game, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I use that last 20 because right. And he's got it up considered averaging right now on the season, 18.2 points per game. But keep in mind just a month ago, it was at like 14 points per game. Kobe's yeah. been killing it. Yeah, no, he's, he's been really balling. He's been balling. And I, and I love that he's not letting Zach Levine take the reins back. And I hope that that continues tonight when we play the Houston Rockets. Yeah. And Billy Donovan has said it now on two different occasions when asked is that Zach Levine coming back, will not impact Kobe White's shots and his prioritization in the office. Now, he said it. we got to make sure it's going to happen. But at least he said it. And I like, to see, I like to see that that's where Billy Donovan's mindset also is as the head coach and making sure that he does not uh, take away from what Kobe White's been able to do. Well, and I think here's the thing, too, right? It, it, here's what the thing that would solidify him as most improved player for, for me um, the rest of the season. Okay, you got everybody in this, whatever time frame this is, to buy in. You're the point guard. You, you, to me right now, Kobe White is one of the biggest leaders of this team. 
I know Zach is still here. Demar is still here. Booch is still here. Kobe White is the voice that people seem to be suddenly listening to and rocking with. Can you get the guys that don't want to be here to buy in and start and, and maintain that level of play? Because if you can do that, one, to the organization, you're a godsend because this seems like there's no answers here. And two, um, now all of a sudden you look at Kobe White as, oh, he's somebody that people are going to want to play with. He's somebody mm-hmm. that people are going to want to build around. He's somebody that people are going to want to uh, 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 be on the same team with. And and then you add that to everything else that you have in the building already. Now you feel like you've got a core piece of your team moving forward. Great points remain. Great points remain. Hey, man, before we get into this final topic, bro, we got to talk about uh, can the Bulls make it three in a row? This is going to be a tough one. This is not going to be an easy game. For the Chicago Bulls coming in here. We got to tell you guys first, though, about better help. Here's the thing with better help, you guys know me and Hayes, big proponents of, of going and seeking therapy. The show is brought to you by better help. And I mean, around New Year's, a lot of times we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space and you want to tackle another, or maybe you're taking supplements every morning and you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strengths and weaknesses so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. That's what this year is all about. And in, in, in my experience, right, when, when you're talking about coming in and everybody makes these big New Year's resolutions, you end up burning yourself out very quickly because you don't know how to balance it. For me, the one thing that BetterHelp has really helped me with has been balance, balance with work, balance with family, balance with just living life. And it's helping me, you know, stay on the right track with everything that I'm trying to do. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with licensed therapists and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash locked on NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's better H E L P help.com forward slash locked on NBA. All right. Last topic of the day, Patrick. Can the Bulls make it three and oh? They huh? face off against the Houston Rockets. And it's funny. We just talked about Afro and Singoon. I didn't even think about that when we did it. We faced them tonight. Yeah. Um, the Houston Rockets. Can can the Bulls get another dub against the second best defensive team in the NBA right now? We're going to see a nice uh, 78-76 game tonight, aren't we? That's what we got coming ahead of us. Um, I think this is going to be a, a, a real interesting battle between uh, our bigs with, with uh, Fooch supposedly getting the start tonight versus Alperin Sengun. Alperin Sengun's a, a type of big that Vooch has struggled with, right? Those guys that kind of basically are just younger him. Uh, yeah. Now Sengun can do a little bit more with putting the ball on the floor, but I mean, like, he, he's kind of that Jakob Podol style mold guy, right? Like that, that guy that we all wish that we had on our team every year. But uh, yeah, we got the old version. But uh, I, I just, I, I, I feel like that's going to be really the battle to keep an eye on. And honestly, how is Billy Donovan going to again use uh, Andre Drummond and Nikola Vucevic in this game? This is a team with Jabari Smith Jr. with with uh, uh, Sengun that can get out and absolutely can rebound the basketball, push the tempo, slow things down when they need to. Like this is going to be a hard fought battle for the Bulls. I think this is going to be a really really fun game, and uh, I, I think that there's a good chance that the Bulls can make it a three in a row run, but it's going to be based off of. Do you come out with the same style of defense while working back in a brand new lineup? It's going to be a little bit tougher for you. 
The D is going to be important today. <laughs> I mean, listen. As uh, as Zion Williamson and uh, Zion Williamson <laughs> and porn star have uh, found out down in Houston, the D is always important. <laughs> but no, all jokes your stuff. face. They they really they really they really need to. Um, the Bulls are gonna have to lock in defensively in this game, and not to say that the Houston Rockets are one of the best deep, the second best defense in the league. Their offense is middle of the pack, just like yeah. the Chicago Bulls' offense. So this is really gonna come down to a team that can perform the best and 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 you know shoot efficiently, step up defensively when needed as well. Uh, the Houston Rockets actually they fall in towards the bottom of the NBA as offense. So you know we got to see how how that's gonna end up shaking out. And I think this is going to be one of the games where the bench is going to be important in this, especially Vooch and Zach are moving back into the starting lineup this game. Uh, when you look at that bench unit of Io, Alice Caruso, Dalen Terry, and Andre Drummond, those are four players that, that can defend, that can rebound, that can get out in transition. And that bench unit and, and the, the intensity in which they play, play with is going to be hugely important in this game as well because the Houston Rockets, while they only have one 20-point-per-game score on their team in, in Sangoon, yeah. they still are a deep team of players that can fill it up if you let them. I mean, they're, they're very mirror image when you look at the two teams, right? When you look at uh, points per game allowed, uh, the Bulls allow 111, the, the Rockets allow uh, uh, 110. I mean, like it, like it's it's a very stout, two very stout defenses. Offensively, they're very similar. Bulls shoot a little bit better percentage uh, from the field than Houston does, but like it's 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 one of those games where it's like the Spider Man meet, mm. and you've got two now. What I think we can say for sure: uh, two teams coming with young players that both are ascending and you're really trying to use them a lot more in your game. And I think that's going to be very interesting to see kind of how it plays out. And listen, these games, I'll tell you this much, these games, if we're talking about most improved player, they matter. How'd you do against the guy that you were playing against? How'd you, how'd you play in the game versus Alperin single? Now he can't go head up, right? And, and Tyrese Max cooked us. So yeah, that's a, that's a tough one for Kobe to, to I think Kobe had a, that was one of his bad shooting games in that one too. Uh, so yeah, he, he's a little bit behind the eight ball, but how's he going to come out and play? Um, uh, and, and what is this Bulls team going to do versus, you know, this, this young Houston team defensively, it's going to be interesting to see. Definitely. Always going to be interesting. I think when you look at them, they're Dylan Brooks, Tari East and Victor Oladipo all expected to be out in this game as well. That takes away some of their depth, but they still got more than enough. And they got some shooters on this team as well. And we know how the Bulls can pr have performed with that. So Victor Oladipo is still in the NBA. Yeah. That's crazy. You didn't know that? I mean, I knew, but like, I I think it's one of those things that I knew it. I mean, he hasn't played for them but this season. But you always expect him not to be playing. Yeah, he hasn't played for them this season, so you'd be correct in that. That's, that's crazy that, like, teams keep signing him basically just for him to be there. Did he get hurt during the season, like during training camp or something? Like, no, or did he sign so. with them hurt? Like, I know he left last he season traded, hurt. He got traded to them, didn't he? He was on Miami last year, wasn't he? When he when he blew the knee out, wasn't it a knee again? He blew his ACL out again, I think. Olin yeah. Depot been hurt so much, bro. Like, I don't hey, know either. Olin Depot. Hopefully, he's there singing the national anthem. Man. Uh, at the end of the day, appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. Hit That's that like crazy. button, subscribe to the page. He really does that, bro. He, he really was traded. He was traded to the. Uh, he was traded to the Rockets for two second round picks. And they traded that man just to get him to go away. 
That's crazy. That's uh, you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. Man, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls. We are free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls. Peace, y'all. Peace.